Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Why didn't I have Sudafed? Why didn't I have Sudafed? I don't know, dude. I don't either. What do you you want? I'm a booger man. That's what I am. (laughs) Ah, Hi, everybody. Hello. My name is David Bell. My name's Tom Ryman. And which we we just watched. That's the words. Yeah. The Boogie Man. The Booger Man. He boogies. I'm your Boogie Man. Yeah, that's what he does. You know, he dances around. This light is going to be completely solid like it is right now. Then gradually, it's going to start flashing until it's totally dark. So you can see that there's nothing to be afraid of. Okay. See, that's not so scary, is it? Just you, your sister, and me. You're doing okay. It's not for you. It's okay. It's okay. So listen, I the, the, the only thing I actually am like, oh, I wish we kind of covered it was the blackening. That's this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and Extraction 2 came out. Nothing else. Just those two. Just those two films. Um, Actually, I think um, in terms of uh, how much it's making versus its budget, The Blackening is the uh, biggest hit of the weekend. Yes! Biggest <laughs> hit of the weekend. Yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah. Was, Elemental. That's another one. Elemental is flopping. Um, yep. Yeah. Flash is, is, is a- bombing, but yeah. Yeah, this is all to say this is like a one for us. Um, I'm sure people have seen this movie, but sure, you know, it's not a, it's not the biggest thing out. I'm certainly not gonna. We're certainly not gonna do the Flash. Elemental felt like it was like I don't know. It's fucking kids movie, you know. Yeah, and this is this is more our groove. Yeah, this is more kind of what you want to hear our opinions on. Nobody wants to hear us talk about Pixar. They do though. They really do. They do. uh, But yeah, yeah. Anyway, this is the the Booger Man. It's got the guy from Devil in it. Chris Messina. Yeah, that's what his most famous thing is, right? Uh, no, the Mindy Devil. Project, I think. He was was that sure? He's on. He was. He played a doctor on some TV show. I think it was the Mindy Project. Anyway, sure. he was also in She Dies Tomorrow. Yeah, he's in uh, Birds of Prey. He plays Zaz. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was in Sharp Objects with Amy Adams on HBO. Oh. Um, and the uh, the lead is Sophie Thatcher from um, Yellow Jackets. Is what she's on right now. Oh, I'm looking her up. She's in Boba Fitz. Yeah, yeah. And she played she one of the in... hot rodden teens that made everybody mad on the internet. Ah, <laughs> oh, nice. She's in Prospect. That movie. Yeah, she's so the that's kid cool. she, uh, in Prospect. Okay. Yeah, good for her. She was also in the Exorcist TV series. I don't know why I'm going through everybody's. You do uh, this sometimes, Dave. It's just a thing you do. It's like a tick. Well, it helps. It, yeah, it also helps for me to be like, okay, I, I, okay, I know who this person is now. You know, 
But this is uh, based off a of Stephen King short, I want to say. Yes, it's a short story. Um, is this the director of ho- The Host or Host? Host. Host. Just the, host. Um, the Zoom horror movie that came out in 2020 in the middle of the pandemic that was not bad. Yeah, it was fine. I think it got, I think it got a little bit more praise than it deserved just because it managed people to... People were desperate. People were desperate and it managed to work so well in the Zoom format and be just under 60 minutes so it they didn't have to pay for the premium <laughs> subscription to that's do it. true yeah. um so yeah i think i think that movie showed enough directorial promise for sure so i was happy that the director is continuing to make movies yep and this is their newest movie um and uh what did you think what did you think of this this booger man oh i liked it I, I liked it for the i thought the ending is not great but for the most part i really enjoyed it that's interesting because I the um, what do you mean by ending? I mean the cl- the showdown with the monster. I thought didn't. I thought that was a weird way for that to happen. I thought that was as interesting as it could get. I actually found this movie rather boring. I gotta say. Oh really? Okay. Um, it definitely has talent behind it. Like there's no denying that the opening shot very good. Um, but I, and this is I don't think this is the director's fault. I think this is probably what the Stephen King story is. Oh no um, no not felt- at all really it's very well, that really bumps me out it's then. it's it's pretty loosely based on it basically okay the stephen king story is the david desmalkian character coming in to talk to the therapist and he relates the story about how the boogeyman has has systematically killed all of his children okay um and then so, it, and then it the story ends the same way that the movie ends where he leaves the office and then goes back in because he forgot something and the therapist is gone and the closet door is open got it um so yeah that's the movie is does technically do the short story, but it way way expands upon it. Okay, okay. Because my the my critique of this was it felt very standard issue horror movie, and what I mean by that is like the house. It's, it's first of all, it's a house. Um, it's that same house that you see in like Conjuring's or anything. It's like that suburban ranch style where like even when it's daytime, for some reason, it's always dark. Um, it's the same, like, it, for the most part, it feels very visually like every other movie. The closet, because it's literally the boogeyman, it's playing off of those cliches. But for the most part, I found the cliches rather like, you know, cliche. The family who had been affected, um, that felt very much like a lot of horror movies where you go and you find, you know, Smile did it, It Follows did it, a lot of movies did it. I know it, she did last it's summer. Like, this yeah. is the... Yeah, this is the person who has just been haunted. Um, little girl, mourning family. That's a big, you know, that's a big uh, theme in a lot of these horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for that reason, I felt like this movie is going to, I'm going to completely forget this movie, um, even though it does have some good things, you know? Um, ultimately, I got a little fidgety during it because it was just like, sure, it kind of, a, a lot of it's just like this looks like every horror movie you know what i mean sure here's what got me um right one is the performances i think all the actors are great oh they're fantastic um which really sells it too i loved the monster and what monster i monster looks great what i love fantastic the, monster he's a fantastic looking monster but what i really loved about the monster is you don't fucking see him until the last 10 minutes and i yeah, I, loved, I, I loved that <laughs> Let me finish my thought. I would have liked not seeing him at all, but yeah, go on. Yeah, I did. I loved how they kept him from us. Like, it was really... Yeah. Because obviously, like, everybody's... Even though we know Jaws works, everybody's scared to do that. 
because like you don't want audiences to get bored and if audiences go to a monster movie they want to see a monster like you know that's right. one of the reasons why everybody hates the village <laughs> but yeah. oh yeah uh they were they did s- s- the director and just how it's how the closet scenes are staged how the monster is shot so you never really see him um right. until the very very end it, it was it was really doing the jaws thing where you don't see the shark for a long time but it was like pushing it even further i felt like they really withhold him from you but it's still effective like it still has a presence just mm-hmm. like you know when you don't see the shark in jaws but you hear its music you're like oh fuck um i do have some questions about the monsters oh sure um but yeah. I, li- I like that you just need to kind of see the reflection of his eyes. I really liked that they designed the reflection of his eyes to look the way that things in your room or in the house look in the dark when it's catching light. Yo, for sure. Um, I like that. Uh, oh, just real quick. I, I like, no, keep going. I like that. He does the mimic stuff. That was really fucking creepy. The mimic was really good. I really like that. Um, yeah. It's just, I can't say enough good things about the monster and not, it, it, not just how the monster looks, because when you do finally see him, it is pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, like, I, I have one critique, which is the spider The spider thing, leg, but like beyond, because yeah. you know what these writers also wrote, A Quiet Place. Sure. And so it's like, okay, so it's just the one. It's just the it's one the monster. One it's, monster. The, it's the J.J. Abrams yeah. monster. Got it. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, but beyond that, they did... It is. It is different. It's not just a spider monster. Um, well, the I think the strength was in its like you're saying the eyes and its face because they design it kind of like an insect look, but it looks like it's smiling, but it looks like it's not like it's 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 like when you look at a bug's face and it looks like a demon's face. Yeah, and then it, they the, do that with it, which is really cool. The fucking reveal when it opens its mouth and two little arms and a second head yeah. come out of its mouth. That was awesome. <laughs> But I guess that's the thing is so yeah. you have that monster. This is why I was talking about where the ending actually was the part that I enjoyed because when I watched the ending where they're in the basement, I was like, why, why wasn't this more of a monster movie like alien or something like that? Like I agree it not felt, seeing the monster is good. It felt like it couldn't um, decide. I'll let you, I'll let you finish, but I, I do think you're onto something there because it's related to why I didn't like the ending, but continue. Right. Because you, you were probably, your brain was in the other mode, yes. which so was mine, which is the big, one of the big issues with this movie is, is it supernatural or not? Because it seems like when at the end, when the woman's like, I found its weakness and it's a shotgun, I cackled because I was like, well, yeah, but, I mean, I guess. But like, it wasn't a shotgun, was it, Dave? No, it wasn't. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like. Oh, so you could just light it on fire and hit it with a bat and shit? Oh. Apparently not. Okay, so, yeah. I, I, well, at the end, they again, it's standard issue horror where at the end it's not dead. I th- but, like... Yeah. It's, it's, al- it's, it's always funny like, when that happens, when they it, just reduce is, it to that. Right, because it kept disappearing, but then it was a physical creature at the end. Sometimes. So it was like... Yeah, it was like, this feels weird that they're not making, like... Like, I kind of wanted a little more rules there because it felt like it could just do whatever. Uh, like, the fact that it could vanish. But, like, so it was like, oh, okay, is it a chameleon? Because, honestly, if it's a chameleon, use that. That's really cool. Um, I don't but, know. Like, I, I felt, it just sort of vanishes. I felt like and the rules it, were simple enough. It vanishes when the lights come on. Like, it has to be in the it, dark. It also does the, it's just screwing with you. So, like, that bothered me a little bit because it was like, 
like it has the little girl in one scene and all it does is throw her into a TV, like a pro wrestler. And I was like, that's again, I laughed because I was like, that's not what I expected it to do. Isn't it an animal then? Like, is it going to eat her? Like it, it just kills it you. It felt like it, ju- but it didn't just kill her. Right? Well, it tried. Like, that was not for lack of trying. It threw her across the room through a television set. Right. But everybody else, it like tears in half or like eats. Well, it, it, like, it, that it, was it a hung the first guy. It, it, bit the, it bit the crazy mom on the face. It, it does something that you don't see to the toddler in the beginning and just blood flies on the wall. I think it just kind of, you know, it's like Terminator. He improvises. Yeah. It just felt like... Uh, it's we. Uh, I mean, this movie kills one kid. I think it needed to kill that other kid or something. It needed, but it needed, like, it needed to kill that bully. I tell you what. <laughs> oh, I was gonna talk about that. Is that's the the other thing that really I had struggled with? Yeah, which is impossible bullies. Right. That's a um, that is a the bully in this movie is a sociopath. Like it's a yeah. it's a Stephen King bully where it's but just, also yeah. so is the friends because she's hanging out. With right. That they're bully. just full on unhinged ripping into her, and it's literally like they're teasing, they're dunking on Sophie Thatcher because like, oh, your dead mom, are you sad about your mom? That's like literally, literally what the bully is teasing yeah, her about. The first time she bullies her, she walks away and she goes what is her deal and i'm like i know what you all know what her you know deal what her is. deal is her mom yeah. died two months ago <laughs> yeah they like, literally her first day back in school they just bully her yeah and, and they just des- they destroy they her mom's this- dress that she's wearing right and they try to do this thing where it's like oh no they're actually your friends and it's like why would you think they're your friends like it's they're clearly just bullying you in the hallway it, it was a real like these these bullies are fucking they don't exist people like this don't fucking exist yeah like they did a good job at first where it was everybody doing the pity yeah and it was like that's a good angle right like to show that people have good intentions but they're not they don't know no, what to nobody do nobody knows what to do so it's yeah um yeah i think if they did like a counselor who's trying to help but is really condescending but like that the bully was just like i don't i don't this person doesn't exist yeah, it's just a, a, what this just a, is. a mania it's a character that exists solely to be eaten by the monster so i was very disappointed when she was not eaten by the monster yes it um, was weird here's what i wanted to say about the ending so um it feels like the movie wanted to do two things it wanted to be a monster movie but it also wanted to be an allegorical horror movie about grief and loss and letting go because like right, which it's it it attaches itself to families that have had tragedy like uh the, right. the first guy that comes in to talk to chris messina who is a therapist and is sophie thatcher's dad is like our first kid died of sits um and then we we couldn't get over it like it destroyed our marriage it was wrecking the household and then the boogeyman showed up so like right. this new fan like he brings the boogeyman to their house when he goes in for his therapy appointment and now it's glommed onto them because mom has just died two months ago and nobody's dealing with it well um i really liked actually christmasina's character in this movie i thought he was oh he's well written and well performed just because he's a dad that is not dealing with it not and not in like a brutish or like overbearing way he's just not dealing with it and i thought it was really realistic like he's just avoiding it yes i think he was great i think his wife was a different thing but we'll talk about that Go oh i on. don't even i don't even remember the the wife character i didn't remember well, her being the, in the, movie. the mother right is in she the in a house. flashback yeah that's right no the, with the shotgun that's her oh, right that oh, that's not his wife oh who is that that's that's um that's the the crazy dude that comes in who gets killed by the boogeyman in the beginning oh i'm sorry you're talking about sorry i i 
I confuse the two. Chris Messina. Chris Messina is the because the I was saying what's his the other guy is great too. Oh yeah, um, that's David Dust Malkian. It's Polka yeah. Dot Man. Polka Dot Man. Yeah, yeah, he does a great job. But go on, sorry. But yeah, so I thought he was really realistic. But anyway, um, so a lot of it's deal about how this family is not talking to each other about this huge loss that they've all suffered, and yeah, she's clinging to her mom's dresses and clinging to her mom, all of her mom's art supplies. So they really are pushing this movie in the direction where you think, okay, the way to get rid of the boogeyman is to come together as a family, heal this trauma and let go and move on. And that's kind of what they do symbolically at the end when they team up and beat the boogeyman's ass. But I, the way the movie had been going up to that point, I was really expecting a different kind of ending where it wasn't a physical confrontation with the monster. It would have been nice. I'm sure it was a producer. note. I'm sure again, again, you know, it's, it's a, it's, I get it. It's a, a studio movie it's a a theatrical horror mo- mainstream horror movie they want to put butts in seats and like i just got done saying right. a few minutes ago if people don't see the monster they get kind of upset so. yeah again it, that's standard issue horror to me which is like grief trauma right it is, it's and very so like, it's very cookie cutter it is in yeah, that in that and respect it, and so for that reason it's like i do hold it to a higher standard which is like okay well you're gonna have to say something about this right you're going to have to say something unique. Like Duke's about grief, but it's a very well done movie about yeah. grief, right? It's about it's so, about putting it in a box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's about keeping the Duke in your house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's about the idea that, yeah, it never leaves It never goes you away. Yeah, so it's, so it's so, always yeah. going to be there. Yeah. Right. So, like, this movie didn't feel like it had enough to say, ultimately, Not that really. it's like... The way I interpreted the ending, and I could this could be overly generous, but I don't think so, because... It it's clearly was made by thoughtful people and people with skill. Yeah. So like at the end when she goes through a therapist's office and the closet door is open and she kind of knows the boogeyman's still out there. To me, that I think they were going for a similar thing with the Babadook's ending where it's like, well, you never really beat this because wait around right. long enough, you're going to lose somebody else. And uh, yeah, for boogeyman sure. will be right there waiting for you. Right. <laughs> But now that we mentioned the Babadook, my feeling is like, that's the better version of this entire thing <laughs> to me. It's a different, is, it's, a, um, it's a different movie. B words, you know, they're yeah, but it's silly it, B words. Even though it's about, even though they're both horror movies about grief, I, the, I think the Babadook is a very different movie. Right. I just mean like, oh, almost like the, because Babadook is another, this basically sounds like Boogeyman. Yeah. It's about the thing that goes bump in the night. It's a, it's like, it, it's kind of around. Yeah, you're right. They're very different movies for sure. Um, I like that Babadook came to party. He's got his hat on. He's really fucking yeah. stoked. Oh, I want to watch Babadook. He always looks jazzed. Yeah. He, oh, he, he looks like a jazz musician. He's great. He's a, it, it's the, the silliest fucking horror movie character. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it, like a lot of horror movie characters, uh, you know, see him in the light. It's funny. Um, you know, if you were, say, uh, making a movie based on, like, a Tim Burton character, you wouldn't want to set it in the desert, right? No, probably You wouldn't not. want a scene where that character is in broad daylight in the desert. It just makes it silly. I that's, mean... Uh, unrelated. That's... Unrelated. Edward Scissorhands is actually a meditation You're on right. that entire idea, Dave, but... Yeah, it's true. Let's move on. <laughs> but that's a comedy. Yeah. It's... Well, it's a lot of it's things. It's a dramedy um, fantasy. Anyway. Dramedy. <laughs> a fairy anyway, tale. Boogeyman. Anyway. Boogeyman. Yeah. Um, no, I was I was talking about um, the... Um, so the... When she goes and visits that abandoned house, 
Yeah. Uh, that, that's something I want to talk about is that this also I had trouble with, which is that the characters do not do intelligent things. Um, the little girl very quickly is like, there's this boogeyman that's in the dark. Anyway, I'm going to go play video games in the dark. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, there's so many times where the characters, after re- realizing like what it is, will just willingly go into the dark um, like way too often. Yeah, And there's a lot of times where it's just like, like that, the mom who's in the abandoned house, like, again, when she walks into that abandoned house, like, hello. And I'm like, there's no one there. And then amazingly there is. And I'm like, what are you doing here? Like go to a, I don't know, a bus station, go to somewhere where there's light. Like I like, well, she's, it's, she's strung out and lost her entire family to this monster. So she is staying in that house until she gets it. I understand, but it, it just didn't, I don't know. It, that, it's like one of those movies me. where it felt like it's the characters having to do things to serve the horror. Yeah. Again, like the, when the house is fully lit, it's not lit. You know what I mean? Like she'll turn on the lights to her room and it's like, why isn't it actually bright in here? Yeah. If like, you know, embrace it, embrace the idea that it's like, no light is going to be a, a thing in this. And they were smart to make the boogeyman like kind of a fuck up the lights as it went. Um, yeah. but like not at first, you know? Yeah, not until it starts getting pissed at the end. Yeah, so I felt like like when she goes into the basement and stuff like that, I'm like, what What are you doing? Like, you know, you all know there's a boogeyman. Like, yeah. the, I could a boogeyman you know, is on the loose. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, obviously you know the dad's that... not going to buy it, but like, but the kids, yeah, the, like the, the the, especially girl. the little girl, should be like, it takes it takes uh, Sophie Thatcher a little while to accept it. But yeah, yeah for, definitely the little girl should be like, I am. All of the lights must be on. <laughs> right, all the time. Because I like was like play that. Video games. I was like that after the terror dogs and Ghostbusters scared the shit out of me. I wanted all the lights yeah. in the house on. So if I actually saw a boogeyman in my room. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be like, all right. I'd well, be, I'd be sitting in the car. I'd be like, we're going to Howard Johnson's. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll, meet you, I'll like, meet you outside. Right. And it felt similar with the the woman in the house where it's like she's using like candles. And it's like, get some floodlights in here. They have floodlights, but they're not like plugged in. And it's like, why are you making your house terrifying? Like if you're hunting a boogeyman, like it would have been, I would have accepted someone who's like obsessed and they've really thought about it, but it well, didn't feel like she'd really thought about it. I know she's kind of a wild card. They have that yeah, ability. Well, I think she's trying to trap it. So you don't want to eliminate the dark because it needs the dark but to be there. You'd want to control the dark, right? Like yes. you'd want lit areas and stuff. And so like, that's where I was like, I feel like this, I wish this was a little more thoughtful where it's like, okay, this person is like strategizing to kill a booger man. I, I want to see what that would look like. You know what I mean? Like, and it felt like they didn't, they leaned on the fact that she's kind of out of her mind, mm-hmm. which is their right. But I think it's more interesting if she was like really organized, you know what I mean? Yeah. She could have been both. It was like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, she could have had these floodlights in these like really bright rooms set up that she knew were safe. Um, but it felt like they were going for like the easy, like, you know, our spooky is candles, you know? Yeah. And let's make, you know, let's make it look spooky in here. And it felt like they leaned on, let's not make it logical. Let's just make it scary. And then let's do the thing where even when it's daytime, it's like faded gray. And I, I just, I like, that's a crutch to me, you know? Sure. Like that, that idea of like, we're dealing with the concept of light you know in a movie so let's play with light 
Yeah. Uh, I, I thought they were going to play with closets more too. Because yeah. it's specifically there is a moment when she's at school and she's getting something out of her locker and the shot is from inside the locker. I was like, ooh. Right. It felt like they were planting a seed there where it's like, oh, can this motherfucker pop out of lockets? They're technically tiny closets. Exactly. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Anything like when the uh, another up thing was like, I really liked the Christmas lights, but then they didn't really do anything with it. And it was like, that's a cool idea. These blinking Christmas lights that she's wrapped around her like armor. Um, I kind of wanted, like, honestly, like, if the boogeyman killed the other family members, it was just the little girl, like, walking around the house with those lights, and it's like, uh, like, they, they point out that she's on a leash, right? Yeah. But all that happens is she runs and unplugs it, ultimately, where it's like, it would have been really cool if there was, like, a sequence where she's trying to get somewhere, but she's tangled in these wires, and she's alone, and like she can keep every time the lights are blinking, she can see the boogeyman like trying to advance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's like it has these windows to yeah, get closer. They do. They do that aspect of it, but that's all they do with it. It's where you can, right, you can like, kind of see him moving and trying to advance, like you said. But yeah, but you could like really fucking make a gut wrenching sequence. Yeah. Um, that I feel like they yeah. all they kind of missed that opportunity. Yeah, they, I think it, they could have gone for it more. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, I just keep going back to I love the monster so much and I love the way that they keep him from you and that he still has, uh, to me anyway, uh, a scary presence throughout the movie, even though you can't oh, see him. Oh, it's a great monster. Yeah. yeah. So good. I can't the say enough good that... things about that. It's it's really impressive how they manage to make a, a, a monster movie where the monster is present throughout and you really don't see him. It's like, because right. that, that's, that's straight from the book, or not the book, the short story. And it's a, it's a common Stephen King thing. Like, he doesn't describe what Pennywise looks like. He's like, well, you just can't wrap your mind around it. He kind of looks like yeah, a spider. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, he does the same thing with the Boogeyman, where all he ever describes are his eyes, and his, he's got claws, and that's it. Um, yeah. So I love that they they did that visually, and they pulled it off. That's really impressive. Um, oh, for sure. I think there's I do other wish things they, you could do. Like, Yeah, I do wish they went further with the other ideas, for sure. Sorry. I have yeah no I have a weird thought about this movie my when I when I thought this was more based off the book than it was I was going to say this at the beginning is that what I'm more excited for is if they make a sequel um, weirdly enough if they don't just do the same fucking thing again because the honestly the boogeyman the design of the creature and the you know can't be in the light which you know there's been a lot of those I don't know you remember what darkness falls lights out lights out the tooth fairy one i think it's darkness falls i've never seen there's it one but like, yeah, it's the tooth fairy one but i've like not them. seen them we had we had like a, a early 2000s version of this and then yeah lights out um where it's like yeah again it's it's a little cookie cutter that doesn't mean you can't do it right but what i was going to say is this this monster and the device of the monster it's weird to say but like I don't know, put it on like an army base, put it on a spaceship, put it in a more dynamic setting is I guess what I wanted where I realized like this house, I was like, I don't know. It's more, this is more of a monster movie. This is more of an alien movie to me. You know what I mean? Where it's like, once I realized yeah. the thing could just be like set on fire and stuff, I was like, I kind of want to see this in more of a sci-fi setting than a, than a haunted house setting. Sure. It but- felt less supernatural. You know what I mean? Sure, but you kind of have to start that because that's the boogeyman. The boogeyman's the monster in the closet. The boogeyman's the no, monster under the bed. No, I get that bed. for sure. Like it's, but I, yeah. I, 
I, I guess the boogeyman is the monster in the closet to me felt that feels more supernatural than what this ultimately was, you know, where, when to I realized a, it was like a creature to an, to an extent, cause it's not really like, I mean, it's, it's like physical for periods of time. And I guess it's like, it, it manifests itself long enough to get its ass beat in the end. But like, all right, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. I just feel like there's a lot more to do here. Yeah. Like flashlights, flashlights didn't really come into play. And it's like, where the fuck are the flashlights? Pick up a flashlight. And again, the flashlight won't save them. It'll make for creepiness where you're like chasing it with the flashlight to get it away from you, you know? Yeah. Like, um, there, there's just like, yeah, some, some thoughts of like what to do. Like that little orb was cool, but it didn't last Oh, the long, moon. Yeah. I like the know? moon. I did. Uh, it was, there was a good scene though. I like when oh, she, sure. they, they set up the dynamic of she rolls her little moon um, and then yeah. she rolls it down the hall around the corner and you just hear somebody fucking stomp on it and the light yes. goes out. That was good. The one thing, it's weird because they're, they're dealing with a lot of other concepts that movies have covered. But the one thing I think was the strength that I also wish they did more of maybe was what you already mentioned. The fact that it could mimic, mm-hmm. like in the film Mimic, um, the idea like... I mean, that movie Mimic, which is, I remember, pretty boring. Is it? Or am I thinking of The Relic? No, I think you're thinking of The Relic. Mimic is yeah. is Guillermo del Toro, and it's hardcore. That movie yeah. kills everyone. It kills multiple children. It doesn't care. Yeah. Like. <laughs> well, that's a that, I think, is a perfect concept that I'm like, why haven't we done that more? Like, Mimic should be like the Alien series, where it's like an insect and the way insects and bugs are designed to take form, you know, there's like spiders who look like snakes and stuff like that. Mm. The idea of an insect that's designed to look like us is a great idea, right? And that sort of boogeyman is right on the corner of that where it's like it can imitate the voice and shit. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, that was good. That's yeah. And like that, I mean, that first shot, really, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, what? you know, it's not. They do this first shot for people who haven't seen the movie where you see the creature come out of a, a closet. There's a toddler crying and it's one shot and it keeps like circling the room and you see it's like little goblin like like um, claws in one shot, but you hear it imitate the father and it's saying like, it's okay. Oh, it's okay. It's I'm me. your daddy. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. fucking and wild. And it's like, oh, fuck. Like that. Mm, great fucking opening. And all you Where can, it's like all you its can voice see. is so reassuring, yeah. but you know what it is. You can see what it is. You can see its shoulders. Like, you can see it hunching over the crib, yeah. and then it, the camera moves away, but it's got that foot. It's okay, I'm your daddy. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah. what an offer to start the movie with. Right. That's and I also, wish there was more. That's also largely from the short story. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, and I wish they did a little more of that. Like, I think mm-hmm. there was some, like, really surreal ideas they could have done that yeah. i think they could have they could have played with that idea of like it just looks like fucking i thought like the the mother stuff it was gonna do like imitate the mom imitate or the something mom. do something really fucked up yeah like draw the kid into the darkness um there's just like a lot they could have done with it that's why i'm like i kind of want to see a sequel where they play with the idea more mm-hmm. you know yeah it's yeah i ultimately i i enjoy this movie but um I do feel I do agree that I feel like there was some stuff left on the table where it's like, man, you, yeah, there's the bones of this are there. And what you did with these ideas was interesting, but you could have done more. Yeah, and I it just really, like would have really elevated the movie. Yeah, 
Yeah, you have a movie set in a haunted, like, again, the same house of every every other modern haunted house movie. It's called The Boogeyman. It's a little bit like the, you know, the spider alien design that we've sort of seen. Um, it's got the bullies. It's got It's got so many standard issue horror things that I wish they had thought about it of way to make it stand out. And I kept waiting for that. I kept being like, oh, are they going to do something really fucking nuts here? Um, and they never really do. And at the end, they just set the thing on fire. <laughs> they just fight him. Yeah, it's a, it's a physical fight. Yeah. And so that's why my feeling is like, <laughs> this is this was a lot of fun. It was, you know, when or when I liked it, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really good performances, really well directed. I just really see this one falling through the cracks, ultimately. Where it's like, it's going to be hard for this one to be remembered you know i think i think the fact that it's a stephen king will will give it some juice um yeah and the fact that there was so much uh production behind it like it's not you know it's not like a a massive budget movie but like there was there's money in this movie there's a lot of actors and talent stuff um but i think but it's yeah i think it is apart from all the you know i've already been crowing about the monster um but apart from that it is sort of a forgettable you know, it kind of blends in. I mean, think about how many movies are called The Boogeyman. Yes. You know, like that's There's the thing. There's at least it's, two others that I can think yeah, of. The movie is like almost destined. It's this, almost designed. This is the best movie called The Boogeyman. Oh, 100%. <laughs> By yes. leaps and bounds. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's like, it, it, it's, it's like, okay, if you're going to have this generic of a title, you know, uh, and a setting, and it's like uh, it's you really gotta pop out. You really got it. I know um, they made a short film of this back in the eighties, and I really want to track it down. Ooh, yeah. There that was a there was like a collection. I remember seeing it at the video store when I was a kid that had like a bunch of stuff from like uh, different seasons, or I think that's the or or skeleton crew. I forget which Stephen King short story collection is from, and it had a couple of stories from that book as shorts, and one of them was Boogeyman. So I gotta I gotta find that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm definitely curious to see that. It's because <laughs> I want to see how this is done. Like, yeah, in the fucking eighties. Yeah. I assume they didn't make a little puppet or anything. I'm sure they made it more abstract. Pro- hopefully, or more like the more like the short. I imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, he's pretty abstract in in this movie as well. But you know, until until yeah. a, until a tinier person crawls out of its mouth. <laughs> yeah that's the thing that's the one the one thing they pulled off in my opinion is like because we said it i remember we said in a hypecast which is like they shouldn't show it they shouldn't show it um i appreciate that they they did show it i appreciate that they barely show it and when they was yeah i was gonna say when they show it yeah it's cool yeah so i'm like okay really step on the gas when they show it to you (laughs) yeah and uh, again it's all in the face the body is pretty like well it's a spider i get it but like the face is really cool and so it was just like, okay, that was cool. I'm glad you showed it because <laughs> you had a good design. I appreciate for it, that. You know? Yeah. And then it it breaks the shit out of Chris Messina's leg, which made me laugh for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, it just beats them up, which is like it throws her into a TV and it beats up fucking the dad. It's just like, what a weird thing for the boogeyman it's a, to do. It reminds me of a of an all time great tweet where I can't remember the exact phrasing of it or who tweeted it, unfortunately, but it was something like, so what does the mummy do if he catches you? Just 
So he beat you up? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is the one, yeah. And it's, I wish, I wish they had thought about that a little longer. Because, like, the moment it threw the girl into the TV, I was like, I, I felt like it's the kind of creature that the moment it has you, you're dead. Because right. that's what they imply from the beginning, yes. right? Yeah. So, like, I wish they had kind of, uh, you know, made true on that I think, promise. Yeah, I think they wanted to... The moment it just started throwing them it around, just, it was it very just, funny. It just throw like, a, the ultimate warrior. It just, like, gorilla presses her into the television. Yeah. <laughs> Which, again, I, it's I think very it's, funny. Yeah, I think it's another case. It, it, it's, it's, it's extremely funny, but it's also very shocking because it's, like, one of the last things you're expecting to happen. Um, it is, but not for the reason, not, not, not for the right reason. Not for right. the right reasons, but... yeah. I think they. I think I feel like that was another case of wanting to have your cake and eat it too, because they wanted to. I think I guess they figured they couldn't get away without the boogeyman having making like a legitimate attempt on one of the kids. If they were not going to actually kill one of the kids, they have to at least right. be like, well, the boogeyman can't just dance around the house and not get not even try to get the kids because that's what it's here for. Right. So they. Yeah, I guess they wanted sure. to do something that was a big enough attack that it's like oh this kid this kid could be dead and should probably be hospitalized but also not have it be something that's like um right ripping her arm off or something you know and she's only hospitalized for like a day like an hour uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they should have had someone like turn on a light then you know what i mean where it's like it should have gotten her and then the lights because it has enough time to kill her that's the problem like it it's like like 20 seconds where she she flies through the top of the shot and her uh, her legs kicking it like throws her around the room a little bit and then hawks her into the tv and i was like in that time we we saw it kill an infant in like two seconds you know well those are really so easy that's to why kill, i was like what is they're it doing? so easy to kill that's true but she's bare, she's almost an infant it's true it just like that i was like Maybe what, is it, it would what work. is it doing maybe it's worked the before. other yeah <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's one of his go-to moves you know how like when we play D, you like to do weird shit like bowling ball people maybe that's one of right. his go-to's he's like all right <laughs> maybe. i'm whipping out the tv press yeah yeah <laughs> it may have what? bowling balled the kid in the beginning we don't know what happened to we that don't kid. know we don't know <laughs> we Seems just like know it, it was violent yeah and quick yeah and this is over immediate um yeah. what was it doing with the teenage girl with the tooth and like it it like spews into her uh into her senses like what was they never really explain that do they i think it's just haunting her yeah see i don't i don't like that it has to it has to haunt her in a little bit more of an abstract way because she's older and doesn't scare scare as easily as the little girl i suppose I suppose. I feel like we're doing the work for the movie. I, yeah, I feel like it, it too, because if you saw that fucking thing, it doesn't matter if you're a 45-year-old man or a six-year-old little kid. It's like, I'm I'm shitting right. myself if I see that monster. And again, it's a supernatural <laughs> thing where she she has a dream a dream vision where like that, the timeline of that is weird where she gets the thing busts through the door and goes in her mouth. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's like in that, her dreams. That, that scene was crazy. That was like a cool good instinct a good instinct sure. yeah it's it's so sudden because the door just it seems like it's the continuation of a scene we just saw her little sister's chasing her to fight with her she just goes into her room and slams the door and the sister's kicking it and shouting like let me in she's like just leave me alone like so it totally seems like it's just an extension of the scene we just saw and then all of a sudden the fucking door gets kicked off its hinges 
Ah. Right, and the little fucking Babadook goes squirming into her. But yep. then it's then she like wakes up, yeah. and I was like, okay, I don't understand the timeline now. What what was all a dream? But yeah. it doesn't matter, whatever. Yeah. But then later she coughs up a tooth, and then nothing really comes of that. So like, and then later the demon like, um, you know, it like tackles her, and then it like puts more goop in her, or like takes goop out, and but that never amounted to anything. So I'm like, I don't know what that was maybe that was a cut scene but i don't like, know what what was it doing um it didn't seem like i thought at first like oh it's gonna possess her but she didn't really get possessed no I, that also feels like maybe a note i don't know because it does seem it like, like it seems like you know when we're talking about like when we were talking about mortal Kombat, it's like okay every 15 minutes this has got to be a fight Yes. So it's like there has to be some <laughs> Even if kind it doesn't of make any sense. Yeah. yeah. So it's like in this series, like, okay, there has to be some kind of scare. It can't just be this because it's, you know, it's a studio movie. Like we've said, it's they want to put butts in seats and uh, right. mainstream horror audiences can be very impatient uh, st- yeah. traditionally, generally. Um, so the reason I'm thinking that is because the initial idea with the tooth I loved because it's. Um, the little her little sister's tooth is loose so she ties a string to her tooth to the door of the closet and it's going to slam it and they're counting down and then the little sister chickens out the last minute she's like don't do it don't slam i'm scared and she's like okay i won't slam it and then the closet slams on its own and rips her tooth out and it's you know she has to you know it's her sister's distraught she has to comfort her and carry her out of the room but it lingers on the closet door and we see the string get pulled inside uh and then the tooth get pulled inside and then the scene ends. And I fucking love that because and they could have just left it at that. You just leave it at that. Right. Because it's just you eating it it's just eating pieces of the kid, and that's intensely creepy. That's a good idea, yeah, for sure. So for but then, but it then they call it her. They called it back for it to have Sophie Thatcher cough it up. It didn't make any sense. So it, that's right, that's why like, like, oh, are you the boogeyman? Yeah. Like, so it was like, like it was taking an idea that was good and could have just, it didn't need to be called back. It wasn't like planning. The only seed it was planning is the boogeyman is going to eat these kids. Right. So, and it made a, it's a big offer to then make it her cough it up. Yeah. That, that needs to mean something. Right. And they didn't. No. So yeah, that was weird. This was originally apparently meant for straight to Hulu and I'm glad movies are back. But I will say, looking at the box office gross, they should have done that. Like, this um, this did not make its money back, or it barely made. It's 30, 35 million. Gr- worldwide gross, 50 million. And that doesn't count marketing. So no, that's not great. Yeah, I kind of think this might have been a... This is one where it's like, I don't know if I need to go to theater for this. Um, I do think all movies deserve to go to theater. So like, yeah, I wish they would have conflicted there, but like, if like this feels like it was designed to be kind of a punt where they're like, yeah, throw it on Hulu. Like, I don't think, I don't know. I, I, uh, I, it feels like the studio didn't have that much in mind for it. Um, I don't know. It's, it's definitely like, it feels like a test film too. You know, because he did host, um, and they're like, "Here, take this. Let's see if you can make a movie." Right? I would, I would say that the, the direction is quite good in this. I mean, like, I was about I've to say, I hope, about I hope this monster. So I hope they, I hope they recognize that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, I guess I, the director also did dash cam actually, and I haven't seen that, but they've done a few movies. Mm-hmm. So it's not a test, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's a test in terms of okay, what do you, what can you do with thirty million dollars? 
Right, and what you can do with an actual like dash can is an actual movie, but it's still that it's found still, footage. It's still found footage and low budget. It's also bad. I I only got oh really? It's, it's well, it's not the direction. It's the writing is very terrible. Like it's the the main character you're following is a um a super right wing lady, and it's just like after a while, it's like yeah, we get it. Like we got it. Like I don't right. I don't need to hear like likeable, a, yeah. a right wing reference every second to make me dislike this character. I understand she sucks. Let's move on. Yeah, that's always a problem where they're like, we're going to make our character unlikable. Uh, and then it's like, well, no. well, it's uh, hard to hang out in the no. movie for 80 minutes if I don't like anyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> unless you unless you do Deadstream and you torture them. And even that character, you ma- they made him funny. Right. Where you're he's, laughing he's, at He's him. endearing in a way. Yeah, he's, he's a yeah, comic he's oaf idiot. getting his ass beat. Yeah. Um, it's a hard line to walk for sure. Yeah. You know? Um. Yeah, or you, Boogeyman. Or you do like uncut gems where it's just really tense. Right, right. Yeah, where you're just like, ah. Yeah, I don't like any of these fucking... people, but man, this is tense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't have anything else uh, to say about the Boogeyman. Yeah, it was fine. I do, I, I don't think I'll, it'll stay in my brain much longer. Probably not, um, but I'm really impressed with the monster and how it was shot. Yeah, and there was some well-shot sequences for sure. I'd love and to some s- good oh, performances. Go oh yeah, for sure. I think the performances throughout were really uh, the, the pri- principal cast definitely. Yeah. Um, oh, what I was gonna say is, I want to I want to see this director do like a Lovecraft movie. That because, would be cool. Because yeah, though, for sure. Those all those stories also really deal in monsters that you can't really describe. For sure. So that Although would be interesting. I will, I'm sure the director had some say in it. There's, I'm sure there was a creature design if, um, yeah. person too. Yeah. Um, who? Just, I, I mean, we don't know. We just I'm, don't I'm know. Just ta- I'm talking it could about be all him too. I'm talking about how it was filmed specifically. Uh, the fact that it, oh, the yeah. fact that they managed to do the thing where you're just seeing an impression of the monster for most of the movie. I thought that was really impressive. Yeah. So I just looked it up. Actually, the creature designer um, is um, has done. Wow. Isan Bigelow. I think I'm saying Bigelow. Bigelow. God, I fucked up your name. I'm so sorry. Whew. But they're, uh, they've done a shitload. They do, they do the Lord of the Rings show. They did oh, um, right. Renfield, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the new one. Um, they did Ghostbusters Afterlife, Candyman, um, The Tomorrow War, Godzilla vs. Kong, and so on and so forth. So yeah, this person like has done a lot of varying degree creature design they did prey prey um, rules morbius they did morbius <laughs> sure they did the pope's exorcist we can be done so they're, dave they're... we can be done <laughs> we can and we will be thanks for listening everybody hey thank you um we have a patreon patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed you go on there you give us five dollars a month you get a bunch of exclusive podcasts like tom and jeff watch Bat- batman fox Muller's maniac star trek the next futurama Spielboys. All for $5 a month. That's so many podcasts. Um, we also watch movies with our patrons every Friday night. That's a thing we also do if you want to kick in a little more. And then there's like custom We Just Watched episodes, custom podcasts you can check out. There's a lot of good stuff on there and a great com- community on our Discord. So if you want a community, you can, you can have one. Mm-hmm. 
You are welcome to it. We also have a store, yeah. which you are <laughs> equally welcome to. Uh, yeah. Head over to GameplayEmployee.com. We have, find a link to our Teespring store. Uh, we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your little shining in the darkness boogeyman peepers onto that. Mm. Yes. In a lot of ways, you are all our boogeyman. Mm-hmm. You haunt us. <laughs> yes. And like the song said, I am your boogeyman. Exactly. Exactly.